This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. Autism is such a big problem in society. It's everywhere and it does exist, but it's never talked about in the same level like racism or sexism or xenophobia, anything like that. But it does exist. And it makes me wonder, is it because people are not aware of it or they don't know what autism is or they don't think that they are being autist? Maybe that's the problem because I talk about deaf awareness a lot because I feel like there is a general lack of awareness and part of that is the existence of autism. It's not always obvious, obviously, to see that someone is deaf and it can be sometimes labelled as an invisible disability. But that doesn't mean that we should ignore the fact that autism exists. But let's talk about it. What is it? What is autism and where does it come from? And what examples are there that happened in the real world? Let me explain that for you right now. So what is autism? Well, it's a term used to describe a negative attitude, just like discrimination or prejudice or lack of willingness to accommodate against individuals who are deaf or hard of hearing. Autism is also a belief that people who can hear are superior to those who can't hear and a person who follows that belief is called an autist. The term autist has not existed forever. It's only been around since 1977. It was in a dissertation put together by Tom Humphreys and he defined it as the notion that no one is superior based on one's ability to hear or to behave in a manner of one who hears, which is kind of what I've been saying to you about. And it is a problem in society. And that is something that I have experienced countless times. And I defy anyone who is deaf or hard of hearing who has not experienced that because I feel like every single person who is deaf, who is hard of hearing, who is late deafened, who is any of these categories and beyond, they have experienced some kind of autism. So if you're not familiar with it, what are the examples of autism? Well, here are a few. Number one is the unwillingness to assist someone's auditory needs, especially if you are aware that they have no problem. So a common one would be if someone's talking to you and I can't, you know, hear that person, that person would be like, oh, you know what, don't worry about it. It's not important. I'll tell you later. It doesn't matter. Not cool. Number two is the refusal to sign, even if you know how to sign. This baffles my mind, the fact that if you know how to sign, but refuse to just even break down a barrier, then connect and communicate, and you refuse to do it? Hmm. Yeah, not cool. An expectation or assumption on the person's ability and their education and their ability to do anything in life. So, for example, saying things like, or you can drive, or you can read, or where is your carer? And that assumption where you are limiting their ability because they are deaf, that's not really right. I mean, yes, we can drive, we don't need carers, we can live our own independent life, we can have a successful career, but a lot of people don't believe that, and they just have that assumption and expectation in their head. Number four is another expectation, is that their work or their career or their education are limited. And that's a very negative way of looking at it because that's just not true. Now, there may be time where a person's education or work is limited, but that is 
predominantly because of they have been denied the proper service or denied the accessibility feature that they've been required. They've been denied a lot of things or pushed aside or forced to do something else. And that is not their fault. But the immediate expectation is not right to assume that this person's ability to do their work or their education is very limited. Employment discrimination, that's a common one. It's like saying, oh, you can't do this job because you are deaf. And I've been told that. And yet there are times where, you know, there are things that I can't do, like use the phone or anything like that. But there can be ways to adjust that. Maybe you have to change the communication method or maybe you just have to use technology or anything like that. So there are ways around that. But to say that you can't do it because you're deaf and it's clear that you can adjust, hmm, it's a bit oddest. Number six is when you are immediately assuming the worst when someone is deaf and kind of using the pity feeling. So you're deaf or you poor thing. And a lot of the time for me, I don't really expect to have pity. It's just an awareness, just be aware of it. And then if you can accommodate and you're willing to help, that's fine. But it's not about saying, oh, can you look at me and just feel sorry for me? Nobody said that actually. I don't know anyone who said that. No, I just don't think deaf people ever say that. Number seven is to develop a patronizing attitude to a deaf person. So a common one would be, oh, you speak well for a deaf person. That's good. Hmm. No, I, I, I'm not going to say any more than that. It's just, it's just a weird thing to say. And again, it's the expectation that, oh, you can't, you're not supposed to be like that for a deaf person. So well done, you. Here's the big one, used as an inspiration porn. I've talked about that multiple times before. You can check out what I mean by that. But really, it's an example when it's like someone saying, oh, it's so inspiring that you are on a train traveling to work. All I'm doing is on a train traveling to work. I'm just doing a normal everyday thing. But yeah, but that's so inspiring. It's not cool. It's not, we're not there for you know, uh, your inspiration, that's not what we're there for. And that, you know, very patronizing on top of it. And then the final one, and it's kind of a serious problem, actually, that happens all the time. And that is enforcing the use of oral languages instead of sign language and just pushing the person to be in a hearing community only as well. And just don't think about sign language, don't think about deaf community, even if that can help on top of your day-to-day -day life. But that's a major problem and it's been going on for decades, maybe centuries even, because that has been a problem from a long time ago. From a historical perspective, I will probably talk about that one day and explain more about that. But that is a problem in society. But that's the thing. People don't see it and some people don't believe it either. And on top of that, people act superior as in, I know better. I think you should do this, but they can be wrong. But just like any discrimination, intent has to be considered and must be thought of because you can't just automatically assume that a person is ordered because they are not familiar with deafness or they're not aware of deaf awareness in general. That has to be taken into consideration when talking about autism. So I'm not immediately assuming that that person orders if they say something. You have to look at their bigger package. So this could be because of unfamiliarity with, with deaf 
cultural deaf community. It could be because of unawareness of deaf history, unawareness of sign language. These all can play a part, and I guess this is why I talk a lot about the topic on my YouTube channel, my podcast, my website. I talk about it a lot. As I said, I have experienced multiple autism behavior, autistic, is that a word? Autistic, I'm not even sure if autistic is a word, but I've experienced that a lot. And I can give you a few examples of the most common one I have experienced. Oh, I'll tell you later, oh, don't, don't, doesn't matter. That's a common thing. When I ask someone to say, can you repeat what you're saying? Or I can't hear them, or it's more like very noisy. But then they say, oh, don't worry about it. I'll tell you later, doesn't matter. Not accommodating even when I express a desire and express my need for some help or accessibility or even suggestion to improve things for everyone, not just for me. And an example would be, right, we're in a noisy bar. Why don't we just have a chat and a drink outside, in an outside area and whatever. Um, that's not always something that is followed along and it leaves me heartbroken and, and lonely and de- denied by the people I'm around and it could be because of work event or it could be a conference, could be any personal situation and that is something that I experience a lot. Oh, you have a lisp or you don't speak clearly or even top of all, oh, you speak very well for a deaf person. Whatever angle you look at it, I have seen that and heard it a lot. Um, it gets boring and, you know, being involved in speech therapy is something that I have gone through and I hated it and you try to work on it, and I put myself out there to speak to the world on the internet or even on stages when I do public speaking, just to get myself out there and to communicate, spread the word, and get better at communication. But then you still get people from both sides saying, oh, you don't speak very clearly, or you have a lisp, or oh, you do speak very clearly for that person. That's pretty impressive. All of these things. This is something that happened a few times. And I just say to the employer, I say, I can't use the phone. But then they say, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, just go on with it. And that means I end up looking like the bad person if the phone call didn't go well with a client or a customer. But again, I have expressed that and I have told them. And that brings back to the earlier point about not accommodating my needs. And I expressed that, but that's been denied. Negative body language is something that I definitely see all the time because I think I am good at that. I think a lot of people are good at observing body languages if they are deaf themselves because you use multiple cues to understand what that person is saying and not just orally. And and I see it. I see that negative body language when they are either frustrated or they want to pass me on or they sigh or they just have that emotion that you can see on their face or anything. And that is because of something, maybe because I need some help about something or I have expressed a need for something. But then you see that rolling eyes or negative body language and pass on those kind of attitudes. And then finally, social invites. Sometimes it doesn't happen and I don't get invited because it's just too difficult for me. And they assume that it's not going to happen. I'm not going to come. But that's because they're not willing to make it work. But then on the other hand, when I do get invited to go to a social event, and it's so hard to cope in an environment. There are, for example, no quiet areas to have conversation. It just have to be loud, thumping music. And that's very hard for me. So social invitation and social settings are very difficult for me. And that can cause issues when people are trying to help or not help in this situation. 
So all of them is a real thing. It's been there for a long time. Every single person that I know in the deaf community and beyond and around that has experienced it, myself included, to this day. And I fear that it will never go away. But that's why I'm determined to keep going, to communicate my messages, to share knowledge, to do the public speaking, the workshops and share the content. And I hope you can help to share this video and share everything else that I've created to make things more aware and to make not just my life, but the people around you, their lives easier and to make society a better place. And unless that's a bad thing to make society a better place, well, we're going to have problems, aren't we? I don't really see why that's a bad thing, but that's my aim. To make society more deaf aware, more inclusive, and everyone will win at the end of the day. I hope you will help me with that. If you are a person who have experienced autism, let me know what other things that you've seen so that people can be aware that it does exist in the world and it's not just me, it does exist. So if you share your comments, then that would be really awesome to see a variety of experiences. That would be really cool. And if you're a person who never heard of it, never heard of autism before, what do you think about it now? Have you seen it? Have you experienced it? And have you subconsciously did that yourself without realizing it and what are you going to take away from this content i hope you have learned something really appreciate your thought on that don't forget to like and subscribe and heart and fist bump elbow bump the whole thing and i hope you'll be around next time and i will speak to you again soon take care thank you for listening to the hear me out cc podcast courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com 